Hi, grave diggers. Oh, hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. It's Abby <laughs> and Allie, and welcome back to To the Grave. because um we've been attempting to record this intro for the past 17 minutes oh no we've been uh, we've been on call for the past hour don't lie to already? me already basically yeah it's five here so it's four for you and we were supposed to record but we did start like 15 minutes late yeah so we've been on call for 45 minutes that trying to make record. it better that still doesn't make it better especially because it's so this, professional this case is so fucking bad too we need to like need we need to calm ourselves before we do this case because oh my we, lord because we can't go in laughing and like being giggly because that's going to give off the wrong impression yeah and i spent i don't like six hours researching this yesterday i got nine pages um uh, oh, by the way, this is only part one. Part two oh. is not being done researched. It's not done being researched. Um, nine pages on part one. Nine pages on part one. And I haven't even got to where this is. So I'm just going to say it because you already know the case. You don't know anything about the case, but you know, like, the people. And it's in the title, the so I don't need to, like, um, make it a little surprise. Basically, I'm doing the case of Fred and Rosemary West. A serial killing couple from the I from England. I don't know what year. Basically, England. yeah. Basically, so okay. My English teacher, my English mm -hmm. professor, professor, <laughs> is a fan of our podcast and listens. Yeah. <laughs> he actually he listens to the last podcast on the left, and he was like, he was talking about this case, and apparently it's a very infamous case, and I have never heard of it before. Me so it's like I'll research it for the podcast. My professors fucking traumatized me. This case is so intense. I have nine pages just about their lives before the two of them met. They haven't even got to the serial killing yet, and I already have a one part done. So, so you have nine pages like just on their childhood, and yeah. it's before even any of the infamous stuff. And part yeah. two is gonna be like slap we in the only face, get to one confirmed murder in this episode. Well, that's gonna lead me on a cliffhanger. Yeah, and there's a, a couple confirmed murders. Basically, the part two of this 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 episode should be out on Monday, and the part two of yeah. this will be out on Friday. I was gonna try to record it today as well, but I just did not have time to record a part two. Um, yeah. Or to finish researching a part Researching, two. yeah. Um, also, I feel bad because you were, like, texting me all, like, your excitement of when you were researching. And I was at work the entire time. So oh, I no, it's fine. My phone. It's fine. I was just, I was texting you because I was trying to avoid just completely info dumping to him. <laughs> which I did anyways. But, yeah. Yeah, this case... This case is intense. Um, so it's from England. Yes, it is. And before we get into it, I am going to um, say the trigger warnings. Oh, right. The okay, trigger here's, warnings here's are... Here's where I react. <laughs> there's uh, all types of abuse. Um, pedophilia. 
incest, and rape. Those are the trigger warnings. Um, yeah. Are you ready to begin? <laughs> so great. And I'm just gonna warn people who are watching and listening, we're probably going to be laughing out of uncomfortableness. Out of uncomfortableness. We, I've been in a giggly mood all day. I am not laughing. I, at... I literally, I have seven classes and yeah um... and i've been to one this week because i just got real sick i'm chilling now but i have barely left the dorm all week so my brain is like i'm i'm a little loopy uh yeah for like clarification for like previous and like all future episodes if we ever laugh we're not laughing at victims or like uh just what's happening we're laughing because we're uncomfortable and, and yeah um, and we need to to present you guys the information we need to make ourselves less uncomfortable <laughs> yeah i need to keep it lighthearted here okay are you ready mm. to get into it i feel like we've been talking enough yeah it's nine pages for part one so why not just jump into it okay oh, sweet Jesus. okay um so i'm gonna start with talking about fred his full name is okay. frederick walter stephen west most serial killers, you're like, oh, they always have three names. This man has yeah. four names. He sucks. Um, He's like me. You have four names? Mm -hmm. I have three. Well, if you count my middle name. First name, middle name, two last names. Oh, so by the way, people listening names? or watching, my boyfriend's sitting next to me, so if you hear me just, like, say him, that's who I'm talking. Huh? Yeah. You can wave. You can also say hi. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So his name is Frederick Walter Stephen West, and for some reason, the documentary told me that he was born at 8.30 a.m., so I know he was born at 8.30 a.m., on September 29th, 1941, to his parents Daisy and Walter in a place in the UK called Much Markle, which is a very interesting town name, but it's two words, but that's what it's called. I'm going to butcher a lot of these words because it takes place in uh, England and Scotland, and I just can't. Um, in the 10 years after Daisy, his mother gave, uh, after he was born, Daisy, his mm -hmm. mother gave birth to six more children, but only five of them survived. Oh. Um, Fred grew up in a lot of poverty. He lived, uh, his family of eight lived in a three bedroom cottage with no running water or electricity and their, Yikes. their toilet was a bucket. Oh, um, out of the six surviving children, Fred was clearly Daisy's favorite, and Fred, mm -hmm. like, really adored his mother um, in a very unhealthy way. They had a very uh -oh. unhealthy relationship. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, Uh-oh. It was, I don't know if it was ever confirmed, but it uh, is definitely rumored that their relationship bordered on uh, incest. Um... Already getting there. Just started and we're already there. Also, he just never got along with his father. Him and Walter just never got along. Oh. Um, which is interesting. His yeah. his dad kind of sucked. Um, oh. yeah. Yay. He, he did go to school for a while until he dropped mm -hmm. out when he was 15. But he mm -hmm. struggled, like, a lot and always got in trouble and he was bullied, like, constantly. Which is sad. Like, uh, like Morbid says, feel bad, feel bad for the kid, not for the adult. Not for the adult. Um, yeah. 
uh, he reminded me of like Daniel LaPlante. Yeah. Didn't do great at school. Yeah. He had very little friends, even like no Mm -hmm. friends really. And his only friends were his siblings and his mother. Um, which is, sounds like his life started off great. Um, Mm -hmm. he was the closest with his younger brother, John. Um, but John also bullied him a lot. He was just, like, always bullied. But him and his brother John had a relationship, has, like, throughout most of his life. Later in life, um, Fred talks a lot about his father, Walter, and how his father had a lot of, uh, pedophilic, I think that's a word, pedophilic tendencies, uh, with younger girls, and he claimed that that was a normal part of his childhood growing up, so that's just kind of what he learned. Yeah. Um, when he was 15, like I said, he dropped out of school. And when he did, he could barely read or write. Right. Which I... You were in school for a while. I don't know how he didn't learn that, but like, okay. Yeah. He did get a job, though, after he dropped out, but he was working for a farmhand, um, as a farmhand for his father. And, mm-hmm. um, when he was not working as a farmhand, he spent a lot of time... In- in a town nearby called Ledbury, he smoking and drinking and causing trouble with his friends and brothers and such. The documentary I watched, I'll, I'll link it because it's an interesting documentary. It's they said he spent a lot of time in Ledbury, uh, drinking, smoking, and eating chips. I was like, what? very specific. Yeah, I was like, the drinking, smoking, I understand pointing out, but is eating chips like illegal Oops. behavior? <laughs> How dare he? How dare he eat them chips? He, while he was spending time in Ledbury, he was known by all the girls in the town as the best-looking boy there. But then all of his crude and creepy behavior towards uh, young women changed their opinions of him quite quickly. Um, if he saw a girl that he liked, he would just grab them, whether they reciprocated feelings or not. He just... He also really liked stealing girls from his friends. So he was just an all-around really great guy and clearly respected women, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Ooh. when he was 17, he got a motorcycle, and he was very happy about this motorcycle. Mm. But then on November 28th in 1958, he crashed his bike into a girl named Pat Manns. Um, Pat ended up walking away all right, just a bit injured. Um, but Fred got his first serious head injury of his life. Um, and he had a couple broken bones. This head injury caused him to be unconscious for seven days in the hospital. So we can say there's probably some head trauma there. Um, he ended up having to have a steel plate put into his head to fix his smashed in skull. Which I find interesting that they could accomplish that in 1958. Yeah. I'm kind of sad that he survived that. Um... But no, he after this after this accident, the girls in the town did not find him good looking anymore because his face yeah. was all like misshapen, and this caused him to be bullied even more. So he's just Ooh. always being bullied. And yeah. after this accident, a lot of people surprise, surprise, they noticed, hey, Fred's being very aggressive all of a sudden. Like after this yeah. accident, he's just gotten more aggressive. Um, hmm. and around this time, after the accident. He, at, I believe, seven. he was around 17 still, he met a 16-year-old girl named Catherine Bernadette Costello, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Rena. I don't know where that comes from. Um, 
Rena, maybe because of the Reen. Maybe she also was. She also went by Reen, but it was Reen or Rena. But I'm just gonna Mm. call her Rena because the documentary like fluctuates between the two. I figured I'd just stick with one because that's confusing. Um, why are you just standing there and looking at me? You can drink my water. You do you not want to be in it? I can stop talking so I can cut you out. I just don't want to interrupt anything. You've interrupted by just standing there drinking water, staring at me. Okay? Uh, sorry. <laughs> I don't care if you get in the back of the frame, but if you're going to stare at me while I'm talking, that's a little distracting. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. um, Going back to this. He's just met 16-year-old uh, Catherine Bernadette Costello, also known as uh, Rena. She mm-hmm. had just moved from Scotland from a poor industrial town near Glasgow. Is it Glasgow or Glasgow? I've been, but I can't remember. Um, anyways, she was raised by her father after her mother walked out on them. I, oh. I did not learn. I don't know if she had any siblings. Hmm. Um, but from an early age, Rena was constantly getting in trouble with the police. Um, and she was just kind of a mess. And um, when she met Fred, she's one of the few women that could really just overlook his disrespect towards women. And uh, her and his constant need for sex. He was definitely a sex addict, like an aggressive sex addict. Oh. Um, and he was Ew. just aggressive in general. Um, mm. She even started to grow to like this attention because she just craved attention from him no matter if it was aggressive or not she just oh honey no yep um they argued like a shit ton adding on to everything that i just said fred was the jealous type but not in like a normal way like a really like aggressive way um their arguments became too much and eventually she left for scotland without him um, and after Rena left him, he immediately turned his attention to a local girl who was 13 years old. I believe he's 18 at the time, at this time now. Uh, 17 or 18. And for six months, they secretly met up and had sex. Um, yeah. I'm gonna wait for you to, like, process. 13? 13. There's a lot of stuff like this here. Um, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, this is just the beginning. Okay. Yep. I gotta, I got, like, brace myself. I believe I'm only on page two. So. Um, but he also sp- still spent a lot of time in Ledbury. Um, mm-hmm. and while he was there, he grabbed a girl, as he does... But this time she fought back, and while she did, he fell down a flight of stairs, smashing his head on the concrete ga- ground and being knocked out for 24 hours. So, Again? Yeah. More head trauma. Oh, Lord. Um, and surpri- oh. surprise again, this injury made him even more irritable and aggressive. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Um, after this injury, he started committing petty crimes. He ended up getting caught stealing jewelry from a shop with his friend Brian Hill. Uh, and they were fined four pounds, which I was like, that's a really fucking small amount of money. And then I looked it up, and this time 
now that would be 95 pounds because inflation and now that would be around uh, 105 us dollars so that is a decent fine for stealing but yeah. like it it's still a little low still really low <laughs> yeah yeah um and then his next brush and then he has another brush with the law which in my personal opinion i don't think it should have just been a brush but uh they found out that the 13 year old girl he had been sleeping with was pregnant um the trial ended up uh collapsing because the 13 year old uh child i have that in print or like in all caps child because she's a fucking kid uh she refused to give evidence um this caused his mother daisy to throw him out and he went to live with his mother's sister on violet violet yeah and his family refused to speak to him during this time when during the trial but then after the trial collapsed, actually less than a year after the trial collapsed, his mother asked him to return home. Which, Daisy, no. You should have just thrown the entire kid out when he was born. But guess who's returned from Scotland? Rena has returned from Scotland now. And Rena, no! Yeah, two years after, he's now 19-ish. I, I, for some reason, the documentary just did not mention his age throughout all of this, so I have to guess a lot of the time. Mm. But around... Two years after she left for Scotland, she has returned, and they have become reunited. Um, nah, it's not good, though. Um, oh, in the time no. that she was living back in Glasgow, she had been working as a sex worker, and she is now pregnant after a brief relationship. Um, and Fred was like, oh, I, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna abort the child myself. Um, because that's the reasonable thing to do when you're... A not even girlfriend gets pregnant with another man's child. Uh, during this crude attempt of an illegal abortion, they were caught and they had to abandon it. And instead of attempting again, Fred was just like, fine, I guess I'll just father the child. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so they decided to get married. Apparently, in this time in England, once you I don't know if this is, like, a thing. I'm sure it makes sense, but I've never heard of this before. Uh, once you're 21, you don't have to ask parents' permission to marry. At least that's how it was in the time there. Uh, so he waited till he was 21. Um, and on the 17th of November, 1962, uh, him and Rena got married. Since that's she was one pregnant. day after my birthday. You were born in 1962? No, but like one day I was born on the sixteenth. Oh wow! So his mother, nobody, nobody approved of this marriage. The only guest was uh, his brother John, who I mentioned earlier. I hope that the creaking of my chair is not too loud. John was the only guest at the wedding, and he took the only photo of them that day. And that photo would later be used thirty-two years later when people finally realized that they hadn't heard from Rena in many years. But that's a story for later. After getting married, uh, the two of them decided to live in Scotland, near where Rena had grown up. Um, and surprisingly, this is a huge surprise to absolutely no one, their marriage mm -hmm. was doomed from the start. Um, and Fred's aggressive nature and huge sexual appetite led to very sexually abusive and all-around just abu abusive marriage. Uh, even though she was heavily pregnant, he didn't care. Um, and I believe that this happened while she was still pregnant, 
Fred forced her back into sex work so that they could get more money. And then on the 22nd of March, 1963, Rena gave birth to a baby girl who they named Charmaine Carol Mary. I'm just concerned that it's a girl. Yeah. Um, this baby was clearly not Fred's. Yeah. As the baby is half Asian, very clearly. Oh. Um, and everyone is racist. So, oh, no. so they had to come up with the story. And the story was that Rena lost the baby, so they just adopted an Asian baby to make up for their loss. So, guess what? Fred just fucking hated this kid. He just oh, took no. a very instant dislike to Charmaine. Um, and this caused a rift between them, and they briefly separated. Rena and Fred did. Mm-hmm. Rena lived alone with Charmaine for a while, but then he returned to live with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while in Glasgow, he... <sighs> this is the most... Like, I re- when I learned this, I was like, you have to be fucking joking. This story doesn't sound real. When okay. he... His job was an ice cream truck driver. I'm sorry, what? That is, like, the creepiest fucking job you could have, and he's a creepy fucking man, and he- he's just an ice cream truck- truck- truck driver. (laughs) Stop laughing at me! (laughs) So- so man is driving an ice cream truck. Yes, this man is driving an ice cream truck. Guess what- guess what he did? While being an ice cream truck driver. What would he do while being an ice cream truck driver? He used this job to entice young teenage girls into back into the back of his van every I single chance he it. got. I fucking knew it! Yep. No! No! Yeah. I was gonna say, like, right as you said, I was about to say, that this man, who has learned pedophilic ways from his father, is doing a job where he encounters hundreds of teens and young kids a day. Yep. But then, in July of the next year, in 1964, Rena mm-hmm. gave birth to a little girl named Anne-Marie. This was Fred's child, and Fred adored her. Damn it, not another girl. Why? why? Yep. <laughs> he adored Anne-Marie. No. And spoiled her. And I still can't. just treated Charmaine. Charmaine. Yeah. He still treats Charmaine horribly and spoils uh, Anne-Marie. I am hoping this story does not go the way that I'm currently thinking it's going to go. Well, you won't find out till the next part. Fuck! Um, sorry. Um, I'll tell you some facts once, uh, for the next part once we stop recording if you need me to, to, like, hold you over. Um, but... Uh, because they uh, had another kid, they moved to a bigger flat. And while in this flat, this is fucking creepy. While living in this flat, he rented some farmland. On this farmland, mm-hmm. he grew potatoes and cabbages. But there was always an open plot of farmland, raked and ready, but nothing was ever planted in it. And when someone asked uh, why that was there, he would just say it was being kept for something special. And guess what happened while he was living there? Um, at least four young girls went missing and were never found. And they have never been confirmed to be linked to him. But I personally think that that's what the empty... Your face. (laughs) Sorry. You just look so... Yeah, that's exactly how I felt researching yesterday. Um, that's why it took me six hours to research was because I kept having to pause just to process this shit. 
Yeah, also something he used his farmland for was to take young girls there at night for sex because he had some some respect for his wife and two young children and didn't have sex in their house with other people. So he just took them to the farmland. <laughs> I think I broke her. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh no. Oh my god. You're crying. <laughs> my tears coming out of my eyes. What did you do? I That's ain't sweet. do nothing. It was fucking Fred West. <laughs> oh, oh god. She's deflated. <laughs> the dog. Why you are? Why are people so fucking creepy? The, the 1960s! The 1960s! Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Are you sure? We need to pause? We need a little palate cleanser? <laughs> Keep going, I just need more shock in my system. Okay, cool. Okay. Okay. Um... So yeah, four young girls did go missing in the area and they were never found. And many believe Ooh. that it was him, but it's never been confirmed. I also believe that it was him because that makes sense. Because uh, he's a fucking decided to check the plot, then nobody decided to like go. Dig I have that the... in my notes, actually. Oh. Uh, we will most likely never know. Is that area is now a three-lane highway? Nope, thirteen-lane highway. I missed one of the numbers. <laughs> it is now a thirteen-lane highway, and they can't really dig it up. So, yeah. Um. Anyways. <gasps> okay, I'm just gonna repress my anger right now. That is fair. While living in Scotland with his wife and two children, he uh, obviously had so many affairs. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that led to him fathering at least one child named Stephen. Fathering being the sperm donor of at least one child named Stephen, and a boy named Gareth was also rumored to be his as well. Uh, but I'm sure there were more with how many affairs he was having. Wait, mother of Christ, okay? Yes, and then... And then while he was driving his ice cream truck, he was responsible for an accident i think it was an accident but i also am not completely sure that it was like a full accident where a four-year-old boy was killed when he hit him with the ice cream truck and after the boy's death he was reasonably hated by all of the locals and they decided yeah, yeah. to leave scotland jesus i wonder fucking why yep he um after this he decided to return to much markle where he was born with both of his children, but Rena just didn't feel like going with him. So he just took his kids and left his wife. Um, she ended up staying in Glasgow. They're still married, by the way. She ended up staying in Glasgow with her new lover. Uh, eventually she did join him and they lived in... Oh, fuck. How do I say this? I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> what? Hold on. I also don't know where this is. I didn't put if that's in Scotland... No. So you mean not Massachusetts? They did not this... move to Massachusetts. Yeah, UK. Not Massachusetts. It's, okay, um, it's England. So, so you're telling me this pedophilic man 
was left alone with his two young daughters in his birth city. Yeah. I have an inching feeling that this is gonna go the way I think it's gonna go. Well, we'll see. Let's see how to pronounce this. The recording's probably gonna hear it, and it's probably gonna be loud. Gloucester. Gloucester. That does not look like that's pronounced like that. But they lived in Gloucester, uh, England. Mm -hmm. And though okay. uh, Rena did frequently travel back to, in, back and forth to Scotland. Um, after one of the visits she in, to Scotland, she brought b back her friends Issa McNeil and... It's either... I think it's Issa, because I have a friend who spells it like that, but I think they said it differently in the documentary, but I'm not completely sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Issa McNeil and uh, Anna McFall. Uh, mm -hmm. Very Scottish na last names, I have to say. <laughs> McNeil and McFall. Anyways. And then I have in parentheses under uh, her bringing her friends. Yeah, sounds like a great idea to bring back two of your friends to your abusive, murderous husband. With a shit ton of exclamation points at the end. Ooh, um... Yeah. Uh, the reason that uh, Rena brought back Issa and Anna was they wanted to find work in England as they were very unhappy in their home in Scotland. Also, I'm mm -hmm. not sure of Issa's age at the time, but Anna was 16. Um, yeah. Um, they ended up living in Fred's caravan while they were looking for work, and they never ended up finding work, and Rena and Issa plotted to leave because Fred's abusive and unpredictable behavior had become too much for them. Um, but Anna, Anna had fallen in love. No! Yeah. So Anna told Fred of, um, of Rena and Issa's plans to escape. Hold on, give me a second. Okay! She departed. She's departed. Oh, she's oh. gone. Oh, say hi! Hi! How's your day going today? Are you enjoy listening to the podcast live? Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah? I'm playing Pokemons. You're playing Pokemons? I'm playing Pokemons. What game? Pokemon White. Wow. I forgot I was recording. It's okay. <laughs> Welcome okay. back. Where were we? Thank you. Um, Where were we? Anna, 16, had fallen in love with this adult man. Got it. Okay. Yeah, at this time, I think he's 22 and she's 16. Either 21 or 22. Um, but yeah, uh, Anna had fallen in love with Fred and told him about, um, Rena and Issa's plot to escape. Mm -hmm. And so one day while they were packing to leave, Fred came home early from work unexpectedly and caught them packing, and a violent confrontation started where Fred grabs the children and refused to let Rena leave with them. But then Rena and Issa ended up leaving anyways without the children. So, yeah. Uh, Anna stayed and said that she would take care of the children. Oh, um, but she was only 16 at the time, and mm -hmm. obviously struggled really hard to take care of these two children that were not hers, mm -hmm. while mm -hmm. being abused by Fred. Um, Fred ended up just placing them into foster care. Um, the girls were occasionally back in his care, but he would just foster them out when he got tired of them. Oh my fucking god. Yep. Um, yeah. Rena in Scotland, uh, when Rena was in Scotland, she ended up really missing her children, and she returned to England. Nope. Yep. England. 
1966 to reclaim her children from Fred. Um, when she got back, she discovered how intense and, like, real uh, Anna's um, relationship was with her husband. And she was consumed by jealousy, even though she had just left him. Uh, anyways, instead of returning back to Scotland with her children, she just stole all of Anna's things um, out of jealousy. And the police became involved and she attempted to escape back to Scotland, but then she was followed back to Scotland and arrested there. Little fun fact. She was arrested by a young officer named Hazel Savage, which, like, is a dope fucking name, I have to say. Anyways, she was arrested by a young officer named Hazel Savage, and Savage was later in charge of the Fred West investigation a couple years later. But that's just a random little fun fact. <laughs> I like that Don't I can lift. see that you're clapping, but it's not picking up. <laughs> yeah, it's not picking up. <laughs> Anyways, um, she was brought back to England and given three years of probation, and Fred gave evidence to the court and admitted to living with Anna, but then said he would send uh, Anna back to Scotland and support his wife. Um, though, after the trial, he did not live up to his promise, and oh. he just continued to juggle both relationships. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah, and though this, was, this is never proven, um, it was rumored that the stress of him trying to juggle these two relationships... Uh, he would take this stress out on unsuspecting women in the area. Uh, because in this time, December 1965, sorry, I'm bad at numbers. December 1965 and January 1967, eight violent sexual assaults were committed on women in the area by a man fitting Fred's description. So it's pretty, it's not confirmed. But I think it's right. So, yeah. in the cool. area at the time, there was a bizarre death of a 15-year-old boy named Robin Holt. Both Fred and Anna knew him. Uh, Fred mm -hmm. actually worked with Robin in a farm machi machinery factory. Uh, on the 20th of February in 1967, Robin did not return home from work, and he was spotted in Much Markle, uh, where Fred... Um, grew up i don't know if he's living in much markle at the time mm -hmm. he's actually living, living in a caravan right now so he ah. could be living there who knows yeah um nine days later he, uh robin's body was found half naked and hanged near his home uh around the area he around the area he was found were pornographic magazines and on these pornographic magazines nooses were drawn on the necks um of the bottles um oh yeah at the time of oh. his death uh it was reported as a suicide but years oh, later it was oh. linked to fred though it's not confirmed it's been ah. linked but not confirmed ah yes oh lord also around this time i've said that so much because things just keep fucking happening it's happening he needs to chill the fuck out i mean he's dead yeah. now he needed to chill the fuck out yeah um but also around this time Anna became pregnant with Fred's child. Uh, 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 yeah. At this point, she was living alone in the caravan, caring for Anne-Marie and Charmaine while Rena was off in Scotland. Um, Fred was very insistent that his wife, Rena, did not find out about his girlfriend, Anna's pregnancy, so, um, so that she... Whoa. So, Fred decided um, to get rid of her. At 18 years old... 
Anna was last seen in July of 1967 while she was heavily pregnant. No one reported her missing because they thought she had just left and started a new life because she had already did that, so why not? Why wouldn't she just do that again? Um, so, after Anna's disappearance, Fred moved to a new caravan park in the uh, village of Bishop's Cleave in Tewksbury. Oh, <laughs> oh, how the fuck do you say that word? Don't laugh at me. Look at look at this fucking word. What the hell? Tewksbury, Gloucestershire. I'm gonna look that up. It's a big ass word. Hold on. I probably should have uh, wrote down. <laughs> pronunciation Grammarly has two different versions a free and a premium version the sorry version i got a grammarly ad and it like scared me spelling <laughs> oh this is some funky we music. are looking at how to pronounce the name of this english non-metropolitan county located in southwest yeah. england right, we'll be looking at how to say more sorry i'm listening to the video <laughs> I'm listening to the video on how to pronounce this, and this dude's voice is so funny. Oh, God. Interesting and so often mispronounced names of famous places around the UK as well. So make sure to stay tuned and consider subscribing for more learning. How do you say it? No, it is not Gloucestershire. It may look like it, but it is to be said as Gloucestershire. Gloucestershire. I'm going to say that probably wrong but that's what he said so it's he fred moved after anna's disappearance fred moved to a new caravan park in a in the village of <laughs> i'm really struggling today uh, a new caravan park in the village of bishop's cleave in tewksbury gloucestershire gloucestershire sure um and guess what uh less than a mile away uh uh, less ooh, living less than a mile away was a 13 year old girl named Rosemary Rose Letts. So now let's wait. get into Rosemary. Wait, 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 wait. 10 year difference. 11. 11. Yep. And these two mm -hmm. become the serial killers. Yep. With an 11 age year difference. Yep. I need something to throw. Hold on. <laughs> I need something to throw. What the hell can I throw? I need something to throw. Um, I'll just throw my beauty blender. There. Good. You feel proceed. better? Yeah, proceed. Okay. So, now that we've talked about Fred's exciting life, let's mm. get to Rose's. Um... Ooh. Rosemary, or I'm just going to call her Rose because that's easier, and that's what uh, she went by. Uh, Rose was born on the 29th of... Were they both born on the 29th? I think he was born on the 29th of September, and she was born on the 29th of November. I've just now realized that. Oh, my computer froze. Oh. Please. Okay. Oh, it's still frozen. I'm just trying to scroll up in my dock. Yeah, he was born on the 29th of September, and sh but it's in the 40s. But that's not actually that's not important at all. I just remember that. Anyways, uh, Rose Letts was born on the 29th of November in 1953 in Northam, 
Northam, I assume is how you say it, because I don't like pronouncing things. Um, Northam Devon to her parent to her parents William or Bill and uh Daisy. Both of their I'm parents, yeah, both of their mom, they share. Oh, both of their moms are named Daisy. Twenty nine, Mother Daisy. Mm-hmm. Match made in heaven um, or hell. Hell, hell, hell. Yeah, I was. Hell. If anything's a match made in hell, it was fucking them. This, yes. Um, and as it usually goes to the outside world, the Let's family was perfectly happy, but oh, sadly, right. that was not the reality. Uh, ah. Rose was Daisy's fourth child, and by the time of her birth, she was already experiencing great bouts of depression, and she had a huge obsession with hygiene and house cleaning. When Daisy got pregnant with Rose, she was already receiving something called electroconvulsive treatment, or therapy, electroconvulsive therapy, and I had no idea what that was, so I figured I'd look it up. It's fucking scary. It was what? created, uh, ECT is what I'm just gonna call it, uh, it was created in the 1930s, and mm -hmm. this type of therapy uh, works by using electric shocks to induce seizures. Um, yeah. And this actually, weirdly enough, there is evidence that this is effective to help with mental disorders. But it is also a very abusive form of treatment, obviously. I don't know if it's still used, to be honest. I didn't look into that. Is Yep. It's still used? Um, yes, it is. Where? Here. US? Yeah. Bahu. Um, oh, hold on, let's see. It's done under general anesthesia. I'm reading, this is from Mayo Clinic. I'm just gonna read it verbatim. Uh, electroconvulsive uh, therapy is a procedure done under general anesthesia in which small electric currents are passed through the brain, intentionally triggering a brief seizure. ECT seems to cause changes in the brain chemistry that can quickly reverse symptoms of certain mental health conditions. Um, but yeah, so Daisy was going through ECT and... Um, despite her getting pregnant with Rose, the psychiatrist was like, yeah, we'll just continue. Um, so she continued, uh, going through ECT, and her last ECT treatment was done just days before Rose was born. So it was throughout all nine months of the pregnancy. Um, when Rose was born, everybody said that she was a beautiful baby. Um, but she presented incredibly strange behavior. She would rock back and forth. She would rock her head back and forth for hours and hours nonstop, and she would regularly, regularly bash her head against the cot at night. Um, and even as she got over, she continued the strange behavior of swinging her head in front of her for periods of times, and this induced a very like trance-like state. She looks a little scared. <laughs> I prefer to yeah. listen to podcasts. Auto, like just the audio but I, I I recommend if you're listening to this on Spotify at least look at some of the parts on our, on our YouTube because you need to see uh, Allie's reactions they're great <laughs> okay are you ready for me to resume or do you need a moment cool um yeah so her sibling said that Rose uh, was incredibly unintelligent and even gave her the nickname Dozy Rosie. 
Oh no. Which like I feel bad for her as a kid, but like she sucks. So yeah. Um also Rose's father, Bill, was, like, incredibly OCD and, like, incredibly obsessed with cleanliness. The children's hands always had to be washed and their hair was inspected and cleaned regularly. He soaked all of the carpets in the house with bleach to kill the germs and just... He was also abusive. Um, so oh. just a speck of dust anywhere could lead him to a horrifying rage against ever anybody and everybody. Oh. Um, and... Bill was very controlling to Daisy, uh, mm-hmm. to the point where she wasn't allowed to speak to anyone outside of the house in fear that she would have an affair. Um, if he found out that she had spoken to someone, even if it was just the neighbors, like, waving and saying hi, he would beat her. Um, I'm sorry, what kind of insecurity must you fucking have to go to that kind of level? Uh, How insecure yeah. must one be? I don't know. Um, and Mm. Bill was also just as brutal and abusive towards the kill uh, the kids as he was Ah. uh, to Daisy. Um, Great. And he also had a very unhealthy and incestual interest in his older daughter, daughter, his oldest daughter Patsy. Uh, And once Patsy had enough and left home, Bill turned his disgusting attention to Rose. Ah. Um. At this point in her life, Rose just thought that her father's behavior was normal because that's just what she had seen her entire life. And she started to um, engage in sexual activities with both of her younger brothers and uh, a lot of the boys in the village. I believe she was only 13 at this time. She may have actually been younger. younger. Um, Once... All of, like, the incest was spread around the village. They moved to uh, Bishop's Cleave, Tewksbury, the, and then the big word that I don't remember how to pronounce, and I also just accidentally Whoa. exited out of my dock. So Whoa. I had to find where I was. And the first day beats the creep. So yeah, they moved to Bishop's Cleave in Tewksbury, Gloucestershire. Gloucestershire. Close enough. Um, please nobody yell at me. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Um, when she moved, she went through really dark, uh, really dark times and got along with no one at the school that she went to, and she was bullied horribly. Both of them were bullied a lot when they were kids. Um, she reacted with a lot of violence and would regularly Uh. fight back against Uh. her bullies. And she became feared among all of the, uh, kids at her school. I mean, they're good for her. We love a badass, but in this case, no. Yeah. Um, when Rose was 15, Daisy could no longer deal with uh, Bill's abuse, and she left him, taking her children with her, which good. is good. Ish. Her mom's not great still. No, um, no. She went to live with her grown daughter, Glenny. Um, Rose got a job at Gladiator Husband's Mobile Snack Bar, which is an interesting place, uh, that I didn't realize existed, but sounds, sounds fun. Uh, it's not, though. Because this gave her opportunity to entice locals and passing motorists for sex. All of them, I believe, were adult men and she was 15. Um, yeah. And, on top of all of that, 
She was I'll still she was still regularly sexually abusing her younger brothers. One second, let me just grab a pillow real quick. Oh, she's gotten up. She just screamed into her squishmallow. Yeah, that's a fair reaction. I'm fine. I, I we're almost done. Don't worry, we're almost done with part one. Oh god. <laughs> um, not long after living, uh, not long after this, they ended up moving back in with Bill. Uh, because oh. actually, they she did. She ended up moving back in with her father. Um, and it is believed that their incestual relationship resumed when this happened. Um, Daisy found it incredibly difficult to support her children, and then she had to move back in with Bill as well, with the other kids. I'm and... just gonna keep the Squishmallow with me. Hold on. That's fair. I'm, keep I'm keeping the Squishmallow with me. I'm just gonna... Punching pillow. Okay. <laughs> At this point, uh, Rose has found herself a full-time job as a waitress in, in a cafe nearby. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to go back to Fred and Rena. Um, oh. As mentioned before, they're living at a caravan park not far from Rose's family's house. Mm -hmm. At this point, uh, with Anna out of the picture, their relationship had improved slightly, or as much as their shit relationship ever could improve. Um, yeah. Though our, their relationship had kind of improved, this did not stop Fred from being a predator and chasing young girls. Uh, one of these girls was 15-year-old Mary... I don't know how to say Bas. Oh, I'm gonna look that up as well. <laughs> um, I should have like looked it up and put the pronunciation, but I didn't. <laughs> so I am processing everything, and I want to punch the shit out of this pillow. Yeah. Um, for the podcast listeners, I really suggest watching the YouTube video if y'all want to see my amazing reactions. Finish it on Spotify and then just skip through to see your reactions on YouTube. Yeah. Okay, how do you say or, this? Or, or, like, or like, just when you get interest, be like, oh, okay, this is so minutes and seconds in and just search up that part on it YouTube. It should be around the same amount see. of time. Yeah, just to see my great distressed expressions. Yep. Um, Her name, I could not find a pronunciation for some reason. Ah, lovely. Batham, I think? That sounds wrong. It's B-A-S-T-H-O-L-M. Mary, and then that last name. She That's was 15, so? maybe. She was 15 and a waitress at a cafe that he visited. Um, mm -hmm. And then on January 6th, uh, 1968, sorry, that was really difficult for me for some reason, <laughs> uh, Mary went missing, and she was never seen again, and the case was never solved. But Fred denied any involvement in this, though it is actually rumored that he admit that he admitted to killing her, but he never revealed um, where he buried her. But this case was never officially linked to him. Um, and then, not long after Mary's disappearance, Fred's mother Daisy died. Ah, uh, yeah. And after her death, he was caught stealing, and he ended up losing his job. Um, after this, he obtained another job that was a driver for the, a local bakery. Not again! <laughs> yeah. At least it's not an ice cream truck driver. At least it's not an ice cream truck driver. 
while he was delivering for a local cafe, 15-year-old Rose Letts caught his eye. He was around 26 at this time. Uh, one night after Rose's shift at the cafe, she waited for a bus uh, so that she could go home, and Fred came up to her and started a conversation. At, fr at first, Rose did not like him, but then they kept talking and she became flattered and charmed by him. And soon after that, Fred asked her out on a date, and she agreed. And that's where I'm going to leave um, you for part two. That's where we're going to leave it! Yep. You okay? Don't you just love predatory men? Yeah. No. And he's still married at this time. He's still married and still has two kids, and he's already killed one con person confirmed, but I think it's closer to seven. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 And. Yeah, and now he's dating a fifteen-year-old. This is great. How you this feeling? Great. <laughs> Honestly, I just remembered it was real. I just remembered yeah. This, this is a real story. Happened. Yep. I just was like, oh, this isn't fiction. Okay. Thank you, Professor, for recommending this case to me. Thank you, sir. Oh, so appreciated. My young, traumatized mind is so thankful. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, thank you. It's a fascinating case, but I, it also makes me want but... to scream and cry a little I bit. Scream. You did already I scream. You also cry. threw something across the room, so. And I also cried. You also cried. <laughs> you you screamed, oh, yeah. cried, and threw something and across threw. the room. Yeah. If I had a water bottle, I'd throw it against that wall. So, how you, how you feeling? You feel good? I was close to throwing my phone. Okay, <laughs> said no. Okay. Is there, some, is there something else I can throw? No throwing things. Now we're throwing things. No, no we're not throwing days. things now. We are not throwing things. Why can't I throw things? Because you're- no. It's just- the soft stuff is just a beauty blender. Okay, fine. You can, you can throw your beauty blender. Oh, damn. Okay, so, are you excited to film part two? I'm gonna have to wait, like, three days. I should. Ah, uh, well, Gravediggers, that was, I'm doing great over here. I'm doing, um, ah. Yeah, this is exactly how I was yesterday. I've just, like, learned how to completely block it out of my mind. For the audio listeners, I'm currently smiling and holding a thumbs up at my camera. It's true. Uh... <laughs> oh, I broke you. <laughs> I broke her. And this is only part one, and I have to say, I'm not completely sure it's only going to be two parts. Because I'm getting all my information from a documentary, and I'm not even halfway through the documentary. <laughs> I'm gonna try to make it only two parts, and the second part's just gonna be a bit longer than normal. So that I don't have to make you wait and make you sit through three parts. Oh god. It sounds like I'm crying, but I'm not. I'm okay. I wouldn't say you're okay, but you're not crying. I broke her. Why? She's been laughing hysterically for that the past not, couple minutes. It is not good. No. <laughs> what have you done? 
And now, Gravediggers, you have reached the part of the podcast where Allie is so flabbergasted, <laughs> she starts having a breakdown on the podcast. Yeah. 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 Also, uh, welcome to us using our real names, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we've just both collectively decided that we want to use our real names on the internet now, so that's what yeah, we're doing. So. Allie and Evie, you know? We have very Ooh. similar names, and I love that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's, 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 it's just... I just stopped functioning in there. I just stuttered <laughs> it's, it's, so it's, it's, much. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, I literally, it's, 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 I'm broken. What the fuck was that noise? It sounded like an otter. It sounded like an otter. I want to throw something again. Okay. I'll throw a brush this time. Okay. I'm going to throw something too. Yeah, join me. Join me. I like that I looked for something to throw and the first two things I saw were knives. That sounds like a great idea. Yes. Ah! I'm gonna throw my Starbucks gift card that's empty. Yes. Oh wow, that was amazing throw. Did you see that? Damn, I thought you weren't looking. <laughs> <laughs> I want hot chocolate. That's what I'm gonna do with my life now. I need hot chocolate to survive. I want hot chocolate. I'm not gonna make you hot chocolate. Make it yourself, bitch. Right, that's what I was going to do. <laughs> Oh god, she's laughing again. <laughs> we've we've lost it. I'm gonna email my professor. Thank you for the uh, recommendation for covering it. Uh, for covering this case on the whoa. Thank you for the recommendation of a case. I decided to cover it on the podcast, and both me and my co-hosts have officially lost our minds. Episode will be out on Monday. Thanks. <laughs> I'm just gonna fucking email that to him. Oh god. <laughs> Please just listen to this laughing. It can't go any further. You're gonna have to come closer. Oh, you stopped laughing now. Are you okay? Okay. Oh my. I just clicked something. Oh my god. What? I'm letting him have a headphone to hear your laughter. <laughs> yes. Oh, she's gone. Oh, she's she's falling out of her chair. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I think we need to stop recording so you can like. Take me out. What was that? What did you say? Well, Grape Diggers, that's the end of the episode for today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she fell out of her chair. Oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> People who are not watching the YouTube video or listening audibly, she just fucking threw herself out of the chair. Okay, so I think we're gonna end the episode now. Yeah. I'd say today's episode was pretty eventful. I hope you yeah. guys enjoyed it. I don't know. I wouldn't say Tra that this was an enjoyable. I hope you guys were traumatized. <laughs> yeah. I hope that you are now suffering PTSD. Oh I, I couldn't even get that out. I'm not gonna leave that in. Yeah. I hope y'all are currently in the same state as the stress that I am in. I hope that you enjoyed it but are in an equal amount of distress.
<laughs> okay. Thanks for listening or watching. We'll see, see you on, on, in, Friday. on Friday, Friday for part two. Woo! Woo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay.